He's our Aussie correspondent, Chris Russell, Buller Vanaka, Chris. Sorry about that. <laughs> All Buller, I think. <laughs> oh, look, I have to own up and say I sent you a text when you lost to Fiji. I think uh, Eddie Jones might get the keys to Suva because he's doing such a great job for that island nation. Yeah, well, I th- he's certainly, they're all very happy over there. And the first time in, oh, I forget how many years now, some long, long time ago that we've been playing Fiji, first time they beat Australia. So they're, they're a happy bunch of happy chappies over there at the moment. And we're not here because now we're in a must-win situation against my, Wales on Monday. Absolutely. Um, Look, so, Chris, I'm pretty good on my rugby stats and I'm, I'm stretching my memory to think of the last time Australia actually won a game. I'm just being <laughs> facetious. Look, hey, be nice. Oh, well, I'll, I'll play nice. Look, today here in New Zealand, and we've already heard from Miles Hurrell, the chief executive of Fonterra, we've announced our annual results. And at this stage, dairy farmers in this country, Chris, are going to get paid $6.75 per kilogram of milk solids. We are truly the poor relations to Australian dairy farmers because if you've got a contract with the supermarkets, you're getting 9 to $10 for your milk. Yeah, that's right. But, uh, that's right. but despite that, we're still in a situation where we're losing you know, production. And the, so Coles have put our price in the supermarkets up another 21% over the last year. So we're now paying $1.70 for a litre or $3.30 for two litres. Now, if you remember, it was not that long ago they made a big announcement of dropping the price to a dollar a litre. That was in 2011. Um, and that was quickly matched by Woolworths and Aldi, the other two big players. And at that time, of course, we we lost over 2,000 milk producers straight away. They just didn't see a future. So 2,300-odd businesses left the industry, and now today there are only about 4,400 producers in dairying. So we've lost over a million litres of milk. We're struggling with that. So they're offering long-term contracts equivalent of between 9 and $10, but that's for whole milk, though. This is not for people who are producing butter and cheese. Yeah, or milk powder, so there you go. Uh, Still doing well. It's good news in the long term for New Zealand dairy farmers if global supply is shrinking. Shearers. Shearers in Australia, because this is an interesting one. Thankfully, our wool market's lifting a little bit, but it's still coming from a very low base. And shearers, or to get enough shearers in this country, we've had to keep paying them more, and they earn every cent of it, Chris. But in Australia, shearers are dropping their rates to meet the low wool market. Yes, that's right. So out around Dubbo, I'm out of Broken Hill at the moment, which is about 1,200 kilometres west of Sydney. And on the way home, we're going through Dubbo, and I see that the shearers around there, which is a big wool area, they've dropped their rates from $4.50 to $4 a head as from October the 1st, trying to meet the market, because farmers are just finding that they're just not getting the returns. Now, the, the award rate here is $3.68. So that's what the um, the law says. You have to pay uh, a, a shearer, but most of them are getting four dollars fifty. Some of them up to five bucks. Well, they're now dropping that back down to very much closer to the award flock sheep rate, Jamie. So uh, just shows you that at least they are meeting the market, and just shows you that it's on harder times for the wool market for some time now. Right now, let's see if we can get through another couple of stories. Didn't get to this one last week. Apologies for that. It was your first snake bite death for the season. Uh, how many people in Australia die of snake bites every year, Chris? 
Yeah, we're looking at two or three dying each year, and we've just had our first die for this year, a bloke in his 60s in McKay, um, and he was trying to unwrap a brown snake off a bloke's leg. Now, brown, Eastern Browns are in the top 10 most deadly snakes in the world, and he got bitten twice. And, uh, you know, the problem is they sort of have to get somewhere where they can get treatment, so they move and it all spreads. So snakes are just part of our scene. My, my daughter, who lives in Napier, she, she was a snake handler here, and I can still remember the time when uh, she was called to a building site in Sydney, when she lived in Sydney, to move a snake that was in a building and walking past these big cowering Maoris who could have all played prop for the All Blacks sitting up the top of the drive, not going anywhere near the house because it had this snake in it and a little slip of a girl goes down, picks it up, throws it in the sack and then she's up the driveway again. So, um, you know, we're used to living with snakes and I know you're not in New Zealand, but you still have to be careful and people, we still lose three or four people and largely due to the remoteness and people panic, how am I going to get to where the anti-venine is? They move and as soon as they do, it spreads and, of course, uh, that's uh, say goodnight very quickly. Oh, not worth thinking about. Chris Russell, our Aussie correspondent. I hate snakes.